It's Alice. Oh my God. Oh it's my okay. God. It's okay, it's okay. No, 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 no. No, the play is over by now and he's gonna be at my house. We'll, t we'll tell him about it tonight. We'll talk to him. No, I can't do that. I can't do that. So what are you gonna do? I don't know, I can't hurt him. So what, what are you gonna stay in a relationship where you're obviously not happy? And then I don't have you, so I'm not going to be happy. And Ellis is not in the relationship that he thinks he's in, so he's never going to be happy. Joan, don't settle for good enough. Yes, a girlfriend's podcast. It is season four. Etsy, we made it. Who would have thunk, man? Come on now. Y'all give us a round of applause. For real. For real. <laughs> Today, oh, by the way, I'm Nettie Smith, if you've forgotten. And I am Etsy Rowe. And today we'll be covering season four, episode one, titled Some Enchanted Evening. Some enchanted, Some enchanted evening. You may see a stranger. You may see a stranger. Air date 9 2003. Uh, we get some, uh, we get a pretty heavy Jones storyline here, which is pretty interesting. But first, let's get into some other stuff. Um, over the time that we've been on hiatus, we got a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and I want to read that right now. It is from Sir Loco 11 They say, great podcast. I started listening about a month or so ago when one of my friends was a guest on the pod. Since then, I've started listening from the beginning, and these two ladies are now friends in my head. Aww. I love when they say that we're f they're friends in their heads or stuff like that. Like, you know, we've never met, but we have that connection still. You know, that girlfriend's <laughs> connection. That's awesome. Super sweet. And also, I know that since we've been gone, a lot has happened. There's mm. been a lot of controversy. Right, Etsy? Been a lot of controversy, chill. You know, it all it all happens once we go on hiatus. It's like they wait for us to go away. So I thought I would address something. Um, I don't know if you guys watch Abbott Elementary, but Reggie Hayes is on there. Woo woo! Woo! Yes! That's what I'm talking about. Get them acting gigs. Book them busy. That's what I'm talking about. I know that's right. So congrats to him. I know there's been a lot of... Do you watch Abbott Elementary? Do you watch that show? No, I haven't gotten into it yet. I tried. Not my thing. I think I might have mentioned that. I like what they're doing. I like the message they're sending out. It just doesn't rock with me. Yeah, like that whole office thing. I'm not yeah. I'm not a fan of the office either. So it's like, eh. Once I heard that, I passed. Yeah, and it's like, I think, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier. We'll still put it in, but... When I watched the first three episodes, they tried to explain away the cameras. Like, I don't watch shows where the cameras are, like, documentary style. Mm. But they said that, like, in the first episode, they're like, oh, we hired a documentary team to document our school. And that's oh. why we got the cameras. But the, the cameras end up in places they're not supposed to be. Like, <laughs> oh. they're in the bathroom. I they're wonder like, why they said that. I don't know either, because you can't keep that going for, like... Five seasons. five seasons or whatever you know so i mean good Her. for them good for the the success of the show and everyone involved in it but shout out to quinta yeah i mean we always love black creatives doing their thing and i'm not used to that like kind of humor but i really appreciate the work they're putting in yeah and shout out to reggie it's getting yeah. really good reviews too i'm happy that people are receiving it very well mm -hmm. very much so um so that's like the only thing i want to speak on I don't care about that other stuff anymore. Yeah, I'm over the whole slap child. If y'all don't, if y'all can't see by now that this is a media slander campaign that is going on, I don't know. I I, I don't even want to. Don't at me on Twitter. I'm not arguing. I'm not oh, doing listen, that. Listen, it's if y'all really want to get funky fresh, <laughs> if you want to keep it all the way funky, at hell yes girl at Etsy bro, let's <laughs> chat. But honestly, <laughs> that's it for me. We ain't gonna talk about it. We're gonna move on. Period. Um, 
can we talk about this this shooting and we're hope that everyone is okay what do you okay. want to say oh yeah 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 that was crazy it as a time of recording this it happened this very day in brooklyn on the subway yes 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 <sighs> and we're both nyc so very 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 terrified yeah, yeah. Um, um i wasn't on the train today i haven't ridden the train all day today so and i don't neither. plan on Amen. it in a few days so i was not aware until my mom texted me i was like you good i'm like well what what do you mean? <laughs> and that's when usually my mom knows. She lives in Florida, but she usually knows before I know. So Isn't that crazy how that how that happens? Yeah, well, you know, even though I don't live in Brooklyn and I don't go to Brooklyn often, my parents will be like, if it's happening in upstate New York, they'll hit me up. Like, you good? <laughs> it could be happening in New Jersey. They'll be like, you good? I'm like, I'm not even, I haven't been in New Jersey in months. Like, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. It yeah oh well i hope everyone is okay they said there were no fatal injuries as of yet um did you see that they released the picture of the suspect though i saw the guy should i say his name say your nigga name frank james what the fuck frank what the first of all frank we don't even do this we don't do this this ain't us i bet you this a white boy that's why they're taking so long to release these motherfucking pictures Yo, big ass Frank in that car. Why are you even on the train? You be driving. <laughs> Wowza. <laughs> oh, listen, guys, we're not, we're not, we're trying to make light of it. We're not making fun of it. All right, we're trying Frank. to bring light to a to a dark situation. We are not. We know the gravity. We're just saying, like Frank, Frank. I think we all had the same reaction it. when we saw Frank's picture. Frank, I don't know who told you to do this, Frank. Uh, I, and I'm convinced somebody told you to do this because this is not the type of shit that we be doing. Yeah, like maybe you got a payout or something. Yeah, like, I don't know. Frank, do better. That's crazy. Someone could have really gotten hurt. Yeah, I'm scary. Well, I got to be back on the train in like a few days. So hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully I won't be scared to take the train no more because I got I got to get to work. I got to get somewhere. Because I can't do this Uber shit every day, bitch. That shit going to be burning my pockets. Uh-uh. <sighs> I need to make work it the fuck out. Yeah. But anyway, let's get into something fun. Okay? Mm-hmm. Let's get into a fun episode of Girlfriends. Let's let's do that. Uh writer Mara Braca Kill. She came in and did her thing. And um Etsy, can you give me that cold open? Yes, so they're all sitting down. And Tony goes that she's been she's been married to Todd for a good three months, which is longer than how long she's had her oldest purse, shoes. Something of that sort. She said purse or shoes. I don't remember that, but sure. Oh well, she said something like that. That's longer than she's had one of her one of her purses or shoes or whatever. So then Lynn goes. Well, I've been with Slavad. Savad. Sivad. Sivad. Where do I get the L from? Hmm. It's some Brooklyn stuff. I've, <laughs> I've been with Savad for a while now, and we nine are happy. months. Nine months. Nine yes. months. No sex. It's been nine. Girl, That's long you deserve enough a medal. For a baby. Nine. So then Joan goes, oh, me and Ellis were so happy, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. And then she goes, oh, guys, we're all happy and in relationships. And then she looks to Maya and she goes, oh, my God, I'm sorry, Maya. And I'm like, Joan, how can you make a statement like that? And you sitting right next to Maya knowing she just went through a divorce. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And you know what? <sighs> they do this to her a lot. They've done this to her like three times where they're yeah. all like, we're all happy or we all have Valentine's or we all got dates. Oh, shit. Maya, you right there. Shit. I totally forgot that you uh, cheated on your man and now he don't want you. Damn. <laughs> it's like, what kind of friends are y'all? Mm-hmm. And then Maya pulls out this book that she's reading. Do y'all remember Chicken Soup? Yo, song? this unlocked a memory. Oh, oh my! God. I totally forgot about chicken soup until I rewatched this. Yes, they had chicken soup for the teenage soul, chicken soup for the bad bitch soul. They had <laughs> chicken soup for all the damn souls. It was a time, girl. <laughs> what a time to be alive. So then they kind of wrap it up and they're like, oh, we got to get back to work. And Maya pulls out the original OG cell phone, the Nokia <laughs> Gang Gang. <laughs> yeah. Ah, 
that and she's she's calling William what does William call her I think William calls her and she's acting like she's at the office but she's not because apparently William is too stupid to know that she's not at the office all the time so she should be finessing and getting paid for nothing so yeah yeah so um it's really weird to see Maya be this um cavalier I guess nonchalant Mm-hmm. lackadaisical about this job that she was almost begging for in that other episode she wanted this this raise so much mm-hmm. and she's treating it like she doesn't care <laughs> i think she is happy that she got the raise so she got the raise and less stress so she out here living her best life because she couldn't be doing that at joan's office well fine but she probably could have because they friends they friends first before william but don't you want to keep this job aren't you afraid that william's gonna be like yo it ain't working out you ain't coming Mm -hmm. on time you ain't you ain't here you're not keeping my notes right like i get that you love the money and love your job but don't you want to keep the shit you got a child and you you living by yourself Mm-hmm. You're not living with Joan no more. Wasn't that the whole big thing? Oh, I gotta, I gotta watch out for me and my kid. I gotta watch out yeah. for me and my kid. So like, what's going on, Maya? Mm-hmm. She was pissing me off in this episode about that shit. But I don't know. Next, we open up the episode proper, and it's your favorite couple, Ellis and Joan. Etsy, <laughs> Ellis and Joan are just terrible. Like, they are on their last... I don't like them. He's talking about he likes the wine. It's sweet. And then she thought he was talking about, like, the ambiance. And it's just like, ah, can we get this? And they're like, we're in a good place. We're good. We're such a good place. Mm -hmm. This is great, right? It's like they're trying to convince themselves, like, that this is a good relationship and they still got it. When we know, we know there's, like one hair left on the head of of this relationship actually i I think i can come up with a better analogy what's a better Mm -hmm. analogy i think that they're holding on by what is it by a string yeah they're holding on by a lash i feel like i wanted something more colorful but like you know like when you're eating wings and like you um you trying to get all the meat off the bone and you, you, you trying to get every little piece of that damn meat, Sucking that but shit you off. know, but you know that ain't much left on it. You mm-hmm. might even move on to the next chicken wing. You That's trying to enjoy it while it lasts, or better yet, it is the last chicken wing. You done sucked mm. out all the juices, and mm. it's about time to get rid of that bone. Toss it mm. out, start on a new chicken wing. That's what we need to do with this relationship, mm-hmm. for real. <laughs> <sighs> so that's what's going on with them, and then we're back at Skia. That's the place that they are. Um, they eat lunch at now. So salt is out the window. We don't see salt anymore. They got mm-hmm. a budget. They are at Skia. Okay. Yes. And we see Savad and Lynn. Uh, the waitress brings the check and he reaches to pay for it. But Lynn's like, no, no, no. I got this. I got this. Mm. She got her final check from the documentary. So she's ready to take her man out. And he's like, damn, okay, congratulations. So, uh, great. So when are you moving out of Williams? And Mm. I'm like, shit. Three months later, y'all are still on this shit? I mean, yeah, she didn't, she didn't get like a huge raise. So I'm assuming she still lives there. Well, she told old boy, she told William at the wedding she was moving out. It's been three months. She may as well stay there now. She ain't going nowhere. She said that as a formality to keep her nigga, to keep his mouth shut. <laughs> so he stopped complaining. I mean, eventually, when you still there after eight months or some shit, he going to be like, yo, why you still there? So Exactly. That can only last so long. Mm-hmm. But she said her documentary money ain't paying for apartments. Mm. And then she goes, uh, so Savad, like, what is this? What do you bring into the table? You know what kills me about you, Savad? I mean, you're always saying do this, do that, but what are you offering? A poem? <laughs> if you want me to move out so bad, then why don't you pay my security deposit? Why don't you get me some water and power? Why don't you let me move in with you? Isn't that what you said last episode? You said some shit like that. Yes, I did. You put the building since it's bothering <laughs> you yeah. so much. Like, don't just much. make empty threats and then walk away. Show me something. Give me mm-hmm. some cash. Because she goes, um, so should I move in with you? And he's like, oh, okay. That's what this is. You're trying to get me to let you stay in my place. Is that what it is? So that we can have sex? But that's not the case. I don't 
think that's what she's trying to do, Savad. I think what she's saying is you talking all of that shit and you're the one that has the issue. So you solve it. That's exactly what she's saying. He trying to make it all like sex, 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 sex. Yeah. Like, no, she just wants to know what she should do mm-hmm. in this situation. If if she don't got no money and you want her to move so bad. Mm hmm. But yeah, he don't want to live with her because he lives a very disciplined life and he can't just have a girl in his bed every night because it's temptation. So, whatever. That's the end of that. Can they not live together, though, and, like, not have to sleep in the same bed? No. They could. They could do that. She could sleep on a couch. He could sleep on a couch. If they really want, if he really wants to stick to this shit and that's temptation, they can stay in the same house, just different rooms. If that's what they want to do. Hmm. This whole celibacy thing. I don't know. I I, I don't know about all this. That's some kind of, there's so many rules and shit. It just seemed weird. Um, (laughs) Shout out to the celibate listeners out there. I'm just saying it's not my experience. (laughs) So next we see the newlyweds. We see Mr. and Mrs. Todd Garrett. Mm-hmm. and uh looks like he moved into the condo okay cool Which, it's morning uh, time <laughs> what i don't know house? about that's what i i don't know about. y'all want to stay in a damn condo yeah i want to oh, stay y'all... in a motherfucking apartment like how? Uh, sure i guess but you know it's the tv show they're like yeah we didn't want to build a whole new set for his house and we already reused that other set that that's used to be red flag number one yeah that is that is kind of red flag. Let's move in with you, yeah, into your your apartment. Even though I have a house, mm-hmm. even though I have a house, hmm, ah, something's fishy. So Tony's like, um, she's laying down in bed. It's raining out. He's getting out of the shower, and he wonders why she's not getting up for work. And Tony's like, "Cause it's raining, and you know nothing I own can get wet." That's a mm. good point. I mean, you could poncho it out. Mm. Couldn't you? Ponchos don't really work like that. They right? don't really work though. Nah. How crazy is that invention that it does not work the way it's intended? Mm-mm. I think ponchos are for white people though. I think that they're used for the only way ponchos are can be useful is when you go to like a festival and you know they don't like they don't like umbrellas, so you got to bring a poncho. Yeah, but do that really keep the hair uh, dry? That really keep nah. the hair dry? So what's the point? I don't know. Keep your clothes dry. I'd rather protect the head than the clothes. Yeah, I'm like, wrap the poncho around your head. That's my, that's what I want to protect. <laughs> Shit. Anyway. That's what I'm saying. Oh, God. Um, yeah, she can't get none of that wet. So she looks up and sees Todd toweling off from the shower, standing on her expensive rug. And my 100% alpaca rug, what the hell are you doing? I just got out of a shower. Did you come in here to prove it to me? Tony, honey, it's only water. It'll dry. Haven't you ever heard of mildew? Haven't you ever heard of manners? Haven't you ever heard of flushing? Mm. Tony said it's 100% alpaca. That's one of them bougie animals. I don't even know what that means. What, what the fuck is the alpaca? Let me, let me see what that shit look like. Alpaca. That's a bird? Nah, it's like some kind of like, um, it looked like a, um, like a weird looking lamb. Like a weird looking sheep mixed with a llama. It's like a llama sheep. Mm, Shama. Here, let me <laughs> let me send you a picture. Hold on. It's like a shama. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely given that. Like a mixed breed. Yeah, it's like between a llama sheep. sheep and llama. So all that hair is the rug. Yes. Okay, I see. It definitely does look like a rug though. Like take away the face. <laughs> Oh my god, but that shit expensive too. Even though that animal look mad, mad like dirty and stuff. That's an expensive skin. It's from South America. Hmm, Mm, it's exotic. So she goes off on this dude because he's drying his whole body, walking straight out the shower, standing right on this rug that's a hundred percent alpaca. And he's like, "Chill, it'll dry." Mm -hmm. She's like, "Have you ever heard of mildew? Haven't you ever heard of manners?" And then she goes in the bathroom and says, haven't you ever heard of flushing? I'm like, damn, y'all should have known about known about this shit before y'all got married. This is the type of shit you find out when you live with someone first. My thing is with these people, right? I know there's a lot of people who don't like to um, live together before they get married. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but don't y'all like spend weekends and stuff together like before that time like that to me should have been done that actually would have covered a lot of this yeah because you would have seen the shower issues and stuff like that you probably would have been toweled off on her 100 percent alpaca yeah yeah that's actually a good 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 mention there because if y'all was really about to i mean there's a lot of shit they didn't talk about before they got married so that's part of the course it's a lot (laughs) you would think these people never knew each other um (laughs) but (laughs) that scene ends and we see joan running through the streets um we see some really good camera work here it's like it's almost like we're watching a primetime drama here. We're outside. It's raining. We see Joan's feet first. She don't want to get the Louboutins wet. Is that how you say it? Louboutins? 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 Let us know. Bougie girls. Let us Bougie know. Twitter. Louboutins. Yes. She don't want to get them wet. So she's running. She's looking for shelter in the rain. And she's talking to the shoes. She's like, I'm going to get you there. Don't worry. We're almost there. We'll find somewhere. And she finds this flower shop that has shelter. And there's a guy already under there. And he's like, oh, trade spots with me. He trades her to the to the drier side of the awning. And you know this guy's name? I don't know him his name by heart, but I've seen him in all the black movies. He's in a lot of black shit. His name is Malik Yoba. Welcome, Malik oh, Yoba. Malik. To girlfriend. Your ass the same for like 40 years. You may know him from New York Undercover. Yes. He was on Empire, from what I hear. Was he was he in a few of those Tyler Perry movies? He was. I'm about to name one. Okay. I, actually, I'm about to name a couple. He was in Why Did I Get Married? Yes. And Why Did I Get Married Too? Yes. And who was he, he plays, married to? He plays Perfect Patty's husband, Mr. Perfect Patty. Mm-hmm. Janet Jackson's husband. Janet. Mm-hmm. The one who, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, dies in the car crash in the second one. She died? No, he did. Oh, he died. Remember, he sh- she showed up to his work, and dude, it was the most it was the most transphobic, homophobic scene ever. She got a cake and got this um this dude to jump out the cake, and she said, "Since you're gonna act like a bitch, here go your bitch or something like that." And oh. this this dude, this feminine dude, jumps out of the cake in front of all his coworkers. Um. And then he gets mad, storms out of the building, runs right. In, well, he gets in the car to get away from her and um, goes right into like a, I don't know if it's a truck or something, but it get, he get hit and die. Ah, oh, shit. Did I spoil it for well, you? You ain't seen Why I Get Married to? I, I, don't, I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen that one. But was that the one where she said um, he be doing the bending? No, that's that's, uh, that's for colored girls. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, you don't got all your Tyler Perry's mixed Child, up. you know, you seen one film, you kind of seen them all. Uh, well, no one has AIDS in the in the in the why I get married. I think somebody got. I think somebody might have cancer. Somebody got cancer, but nobody got AIDS. All types um, of life threatening. Yeah, it's always you know it ain't a Tyler Perry movie unless somebody got a disease or some kind of addiction or. <laughs> Yeah, Tyler. Tyler's a one-trick pony. Listen. Oh my God, Mr. Perry. Oof, chill. So they they uh they're under this awning. Oh, by the day, by the way, we find out his name is Brock. Remember the name Brock, guys. We're gonna be saying it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they do this joke about Joan's shoes because she tells him I made a promise to my shoes that I'd never get them wet, and she's like, "Well, I don't usually talk to my shoes, but and he goes, but they're such good listeners, right?" And you know, it's really cute. This dude is smooth. You, did you think he was smooth? Mm, it was, it was, it was given, it was given, um, how to lose a guy in 10 days, like rom-com. Yeah, it was cute. <laughs> it was given hitch. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's very witty, very charming. Um, that's something that always gets me with dudes. Like, oh, if you got a, like a cute little comeback or like a play on words, that tells me you thinking like, you know, but when, you, when yeah. the dude say, you ever meet a dude and he's trying to talk to you and he'll ask you a question and you'll answer it and he'll repeat the answer. Like what? Like, give like I'll be like, uh, so Etsy, where you from? Brooklyn. Oh, you from Brooklyn, huh? Okay. Okay. How long you lived here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, about five to 10 years. 
about five to ten years okay i see you so you like a um you a og you kind of og at this point right you know gang gang okay gang gang all right so you kind of you sound like a nikki fan you like nikki you listen to nikki huh i'm i'm a bob a barb okay harajuku Harajuku. <laughs> they just repeat all your answers. That happened to me the other day, so I had to bring it up. Where I'm like, "Am I? Is there an echo in this bitch?" Like, <laughs> that's how they flirt by repeating all the shit. That no, you that just showed that they don't know what to say next, so they have to repeat your answer so they can get time to think of what to say next. That's what I think it is. Oh, I just thought it was slow. Okay, <laughs> it could yeah, be that too. too. But. <laughs> But this guy is actually, he listens, he he says interesting things, you know, he has a brain on him. So, um, Joan's like, oh my God, you think I'm crazy, don't you? And he says, yeah, but I consider it charming. See, you're kind of you giving her the real, you're telling her about herself, because she is crazy. But he considers yeah. it charming. But think about how crazy he doesn't know she is yet. Yeah. He can already see a little something, but that's only you a tip of the what iceberg. This kind of reminds me of, kind of reminds me of like the beginning of a Fatal Attraction movie. Oh my god, it does one of those. Uh, what do they call it? Erotic thrillers. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. When everything seems great, he seems like the perfect guy, and then he ends up being under your bed before you go to bed. Yes, yeah, smelling your underwear. Yeah, that's creepy as fuck. Yeah, good way to make this creepy. That's <laughs> so the whole scene, Joan just is looking at this guy like she's ready to drop the panties right there. Mm. We ain't never seen her look look at look at Ellis like this. Oh, she ain't look at Ellis like that ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. So the rain stops and she looks up and says, I love sun showers. <laughs> My grandma says it's a devil beating his wife i don't know if i've ever heard that one have you heard some shit like that a devil beating his wife Hmm. nope never heard that one my grandma once told me that sun showers was um the devil knocking on the back door to heaven or some shit like that i just thought it was um the the lord taking a shower okay i don't know where the (laughs) devil came in but i guess yeah sure sure (laughs) you're taking a shower sure um but it happens it happens so rarely does he not take very many showers because i mean the whites told me that 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 the lord is caucasian so (laughs) (laughs) is that did we did we do the um the research and find out for sure that he's caucasian nah he's some type of um middle eastern something mixed with this looking like a little bit of that a little this a little that that's what they were saying i don't know yeah yeah apparently because his hair his hair kind of naps up a little bit so that's what that's what you hear in the um the good book mm-hmm. say that's, why he's, little... that's like why people say he he black or something mm-hmm. oh something yeah. we ain't trying to get into it though so don't, don't yeah let's don't not argue. let's not touch that subject too hard let's just let's just move on um <laughs> <laughs> you know some you know religious twitter might be like hey hey chill 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 with that Chill, 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 you know chill. so brock said he thought it was god having a happy cry sure sure brock okay and um they linger a little bit before she leaves and she's like well i gotta go and she goes to leave and he goes stay dry and she says thank you he goes no i was talking to your shoes i was like damn mm. this dude's smooth man like that's mm. clever shit i like clever shit like that <laughs> So uh, next we are at Skia again and we see Ellis and Joan and Ellis has some big news. Ellis said that um, he was talking to some director and the director might put him in the movie or some shit. Steven Soderbergh. Yes, which I think is supposed to be a play off of Steven Spielberg. No, he's uh, a real guy. We're going to talk about what movies he's done, but he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fake. Um... Ellis is kind of dumb. Like, he's like, Soderbergh is talking about putting me in one of his films. Or he's talking about meeting with me. Or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And Joan's like, oh my God, so when's the meeting? He's like, what are you talking about? It's not confirmed. 
The point is, Steven Soderbergh is talking about putting me in his next film. He's talking about it. I'm like, bitch, call me when he fucking puts you in a movie. Actually, let's go down this dude's, some of this dude's um, IMDb a little bit. Um, he directed Contagion, Ocean's 12, okay. Ocean's 11, okay. Magic Mike, okay. Aaron Brockovich. Okay. I think he did XL too, Magic Mike XL. And there's another Magic Mike finna come out. They're they really trying to do this Magic Mike thing. I've never seen one of the Magic Mikes you have. Oh, that's what the white boy's stripping, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, I ain't never seen that. I, <laughs> I don't want to see white dudes dance off beat and shit. Like, I don't want to do that. I, they, they don't got the sauce, the flavor. Yeah, like, you, there's a certain way you got to groove with your shoulders and your hips, and they don't, they don't do that. So, like, mm-hmm. white women love it because they don't know the difference. They're like, cool, right. dancing, dancing. But we can pick that shit apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, could, we could be like, nah, you should have thrust it when you should have backed it up, and you should have winded yeah. it a little better like the, the you know, roll the belly roll and yeah the shit. roll gotta be on it gotta be like the ocean <laughs> um so joe's like well bitch she's like i don't get why we're excited about somebody just talking about putting you in a movie because mm-hmm. in exactly. hollywood in the, in the entertainment industry when someone like you gotta be sure sure exactly like, niggas say a bunch of shit all the time all oh, the hey, fucking time we should clap oh hey we should like ain't and even when you firm. do get the meeting they'll tell you in the meeting yeah sure we're gonna work together and then even when you do get the part in the movie how you know you ain't gonna get cut your scene might get cut yeah unless you're like know. one of the major supporting or of course the leading actors your scene can definitely get cut like yeah you can't even be sure at ever ever mm-hmm. until the shit come out in theaters and people be like yo i saw you in that movie then you know okay now mm-hmm. i can talk about it mm-hmm. <laughs> but ellis he can sense her lack of excitement and he kind of gets upset and she tries to walk it back and says no no no, i'm happy for you i'm happy for you but he's still acting stank about it so he goes whatever and she got big news too so he's like yeah what's your news shit what is it and her news is that she has house seats to the producers which is a Broadway play that was big at the time. Uh, I saw it in theaters. It was a movie too. And not a fan. It mm. was boring. I fell asleep. Um, mm. why is it a it musical? Though? Yeah. Damn it, it was boring? But a musical it, is boring? Uh, listen, it ain't the kind of musical I like, you know. What type of musicals do you like? My favorite is Chicago. Um, See, I'd, I'd be more interested in Chicago. My favorite is West Side Story. Um, you know, I got to have the dancing with the singing. I got, yes. I can't just have you singing. Producers is more just singing. Oh, um, okay. They break into song, but there's no like big choreo pieces where like there's all these dancers and stuff. There's none of that. So he's not that excited about the producers, but but he's like, sure, I'll go anyway. And this mm. is when I'm like, yo, these two are so incompatible. Mm. This is cr- it's painful to watch. Mm-hmm they are hanging on to this relationship child just sucking on the bone sucking sucking on on the bone bone. trying to get that last flavor (laughs) (laughs) and then at that moment brock walks right into skia and we find out that is ellis's agent ah what a coincidence i feel like in real life that would be a weird coincidence mad weird like of all the people in the city especially in LA where there's like a gazillion agents there's a gazillion actors there's a gazillion managers like you just happen to run into your nigga's agent and there's a gazillion places to eat lunch yes (laughs) he walked right into this place Mm, weird yeah but Brock and Jones see each other like oh shit and then Joan realizes oh shit you know my boyfriend so then Ellis reintroduces them and they pretend they don't know each other they're like oh hey and Ellis makes this statement where he goes I can't believe you two have never met you're two of the most important people in my life I'm Mm. like damn lay it on thick Ellis literally five minutes ago you were treating Joan like she didn't matter because she wasn't excited about your Soderbergh news that's awesome. Okay, per. So Brock said um, he calls Soderbergh twice. And Ellis is being super anxious about the whole thing. He's mm-hmm. doing a lot. He's being really snippy to Brock. Ellis, Ellis, relax. Mm-hmm. I've called Soderbergh twice. Well, how about you call him a third time? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did you see his face? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. I'm not. Well, I am. I'm not. Call the man again. 
But then Brock walks away and Jones says to Ellis, oh, he seems nice. And Ellis says, well, I hope not. He's my agent. Mm. I thought that was funny. Oh, little do you know, Ellis, how nice he is. Purr. Mm. Oh, he's nice, nice. <laughs> so uh, we're back at the law firm. Maya's in Joan's office reading the uh, another self-help book. And Joan is just checking in on Maya to see how this whole being single thing is going. You know, when all your friends have partners, you could get, you know, really depressed and sad. And Maya makes a really good point. Look, you're just worried about me because I don't have a man. But I don't need a man to define my happiness. Yeah, I plan to date Joan. Yeah, I plan to have me some fun. But mostly, I'm going to work on myself. And the next time I do settle down with some man, he will be my enchanted love. And because I've worked on myself, I'm not going to scare him away with my issues. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, it's true. Because honestly, Maya, Maya's doing great in every other area, you know? It's uh-huh. just she don't got a man. So Joan's like, oh, shit, you don't got a man. Should I check in on you? And it's like, you know, the whole show, Joan and Maya both make jokes about how the other one doesn't have a man. So it's like, why are we talking about the value of a man like or a man elevating your value as a person? Well, I will say that normally I would come for Joan, but Maya was the one that used to start it back when she was married. She used to come for Joan all the time as if her nigga was some type of Prince Charming. Like, bitch, <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. I mean, listen, I love Maya. She's funny. She's a she's a she's a personality, but I almost don't feel bad. I'm like, see, that's what mm-hmm. you get. That's what, that's you, what you get, get for talking about Joan when she had no man. I mean, the mm-hmm. very first episode of the series, mm. she talked about her not have a man to bring to her birthday party, her own birthday party. Mm-hmm. So, like, who cares if you yeah. got boyfriends to bring? Like, girl, if you don't shut up, that's why your nigga left you, bitch. Like, damn, damn, you went in and I wasn't gonna go that far. Shit, <laughs> you went deep. Like Ooh, girl, that hurt my soul. You know the pick me's. They, they they love doing that. But the thing is, when you a pick me, you gotta make sure that your nigga is a hundred percent solid. And more often than not, he's not because you can't rely on niggas. So I advise all you bitches to just sit there and shut the fuck up and not even have a comment about nothing because niggas will embarrass you real quick. Just sit there and eat your food. Just sit there and eat your food. Order, eat the food, get the check per. <laughs> because you know, you know how the the internet, they got receipts. They oh. Twitter be logging them damn Twitter, Facebook, all them people be <laughs> logging them damn tweets and then posting statuses. They don't let you forget. <laughs> Jack Dorsey said, Y'all ain't no edit button. We're gonna keep them statuses. We're gonna keep that shit logged. So careful this is a uh this you generation this you <laughs> this you y'all, y- y'all be too bold out here knowing damn well what's out there too bold <laughs> so then maya reads an excerpt from the book she has and mentions not settling for just good enough in a relationship and she also mentions earlier that you know she may not have a man right now but she she'll be super ready for the next guy so she don't have to burden him with her issues which is kind of like a dig at Joan. <laughs> She's still digging. See, Maya, She's still that's digging. why. She's still, yo. <laughs> Listen, you see what the ancestors undid to Tony. You don't want none of that. <laughs> <laughs> you better be careful because that tongue, <laughs> that tongue will get you in trouble. Mm. So Joan's looking very pensive thinking about her own situation, about not settling for good enough. And that's when William walks in looking for his damn assistant. Mm-hmm. apparently she can't stay on task nope and she's being very flippant about it and yes. william threat even threatens her with unemployment mm-hmm. which is like sure yeah you work for one of the most high profile law firms in the city you need an assistant that can do their thing mm-hmm. and he really needs maya because she knows how to work the phone lines and he doesn't so she gets up out of the chair in joan's office and she's like okay i'll go back to the office i'll follow you i'm right behind you so he walks out the door and she walks behind him and closes the door and sits back down with Joan to talk more. Oh, like, shit. I would fire Maya. Would you fire her? If I was William? Yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah, it's about that time. You got to give her a talking and then if it keeps on continuing, then you got to fire her because you can't be fucking up the clients and your reputation and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So next we're out at the park. Um, I, I believe it's near the Broadway show, the producers that they're that they're going to be watching. And the scene starts off with some guys singing in the park. <laughs> and they're pretty good. Some mm-hmm. R&B singers. And they're singing um, a song called Some Enchanted Evening. I think it's an original. I don't I never heard it before. But that's the name of the episode, so that's cool. I'm like, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and Joan is out there waiting by the fountains, waiting for Ellis to arrive. And Ellis doesn't arrive. Who arrives instead? Ooh, his agent. Oh boy from Undercover New York. New York Undercover. New York. His name undercover. is Brock. Remember? Brock. Like Mara Brock, a kill. Brock. Oh, I see what you did there, Mara. Okay. Jeez. And he says, hey, it could be fate. And it's because Alice apparently got a meeting with Soderbergh. So he can't make it to the show. So he said Brock can go in his place. Um, hmm. Is that weird? A little bit. I don't know. Like, I don't even know people who are just giving their agents, like, tickets to shows. Like... Well, regardless of that, I'm saying, like, you send your agent to go to the show with your girlfriend instead of you? Like, you, you totally cool with them going to the sh- on a date together, pretty much? He out here digging up his own hole, digging up his own grave. All right, Ellis. Mm. He really trusts Joan and Brock, I guess, but they have a little cutesy interaction with her purse being so small. Um... That's why she don't got her phone. She couldn't get a call from uh, Ellis, and he would. She would have known that Brock was coming, but she left her phone at home. Which whew, today, girl, you got you got willpower because I could not. Well, you back know. then, like we said, phones only made calls. Mm-hmm. That's there was no Nokia. social media. You couldn't check your email. None of that no stuff. Email so. barely text. Just like I'm on my way with the O M. W. Yeah, there was no iMessage. None of that. No internet. Text messages were like 10 cents per letter or some shit. So like, no. <laughs> people would be like, yeah, I can leave that shit at home. It ain't a big deal. Damn. Because oh, you got time. nowadays, you got your music on there. You got your podcast on there. You got everything on there. You, Apple Pay. It's a computer. You yeah, you don't leave that shit at home. How the fuck you gonna leave your phone at home? You better go back and go get it. Nah, nah, the night's over. If you get all the way there... <laughs> And you know if I got your phone. Yeah, go back and go get that shit, shit. You may as well. You go all the way back home and come back again. Nah, at that point the night's over. <laughs> but they get up and walk arm in arm to the theater. Actually, he holds hands with her, interlocking the fingers. I'm like, damn, mm. you don't care who looking. Not the fingers, show. So mm. um, he says, "Why didn't you tell Ellis that we met already?" She don't know. I mean, why didn't why didn't you tell us, Ellis, that we met already, motherfucker? Why I gotta be on me? Mm. you knew him longer facts facts mm. but they continue to walk to the theater and he pulls her back and kisses her on the lips mm. and she kisses him back it's mm. crazy mm. and she tosses the tickets into the the fountain water so that's a dub they ain't mm. going to the show ain't nobody finna jump in there and get the damn tickets hell no <laughs> the fact that they even have physical tickets is, is nostalgic <laughs> It is. Man, that's another reason to not leave your phone on. Mm-hmm. What a time. So uh she's not gonna hop into to get the wet ticket. She gonna uh she wanna get wet another way. So they head over to his Ooh. place. <laughs> you nasty <laughs> But before we see them again, we're at blue with Maya and Lynn. And Lynn is explaining the situation with Savat not wanting her to stay with William. And Maya says, listen, this is all about control. And she gives a lot of she gets a lot of advice from this book called um, Don't Let Yourself Be Controlled. It's another self-help book. Now, yeah. notice, guys, if you guys like this show and, and watch it religiously, you know, this whole reading of self-help books is kind of a foreshadowing for Maya. It mm-hmm. really is. Mm-hmm. Um, so she encourages Lynn to read this book on identifying when you're being controlled. At that point, William runs in and he sees Maya and he is pissed. 
What part of we are working late tonight did you not understand? Uh, that would be the we. How long did you think a mannequin with a black wig at your desk was gonna fool me? Not nearly as long as it did. This girl put a mannequin in a black wig at her desk <laughs> to fool William. And he, it, it worked for a little bit. Mm. And then he realized it wasn't her. Like, what? That's Mm-mm. silly. So the next scene is when we see Brock and Joan. And they are they are hot and heavy. Mm. <sighs> Listen, this was like, this was intense. Like, this was real borderline R-rated shit right here. Like, mm-hmm. I have my um subtitles on. And so they making out walking through the door. And the subtitles say moaning. Oh? Moaning passionately. Moaning oh. in parentheses. I'm like, damn, they sure are. <laughs> so this might be the most risque part of the series so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, she gets up on the fucking counter. Oh, I was like, is he going to put it in? I'm like, is this network television or HBO? <laughs> she, he about to put it in, but he didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not UPN. But they making out and that's when he stops and says oh i feel guilty that you know because he's doing this with ellis's girl and joan is like i don't know what we're doing but you make me forget everything i'm like girl that's because you've been with the worst dude on earth for the last what year has it been a year or nine months i don't know but it's been a long ass time i'm just going off with like um the other girls relationships yeah lynn was with savant for nine months and i know that they was together a little bit longer earlier yeah Mm -hmm. and Mm. so anything a guy says to you that's better than ellis would say to you is gonna get you girl not mr mr kissing his baby mama yeah mr kissing his baby mama i mean the bar is in hell Mm because all a dude gotta do is smile at you right and Mm -hmm. panties on the flow because you ain't used to it so this Mm -hmm. is why you feel like this toward brock Mm -hmm. but he said he feel the same way about her I'm like, bro, do you know her history, her relationship history and how she is? How the fuck do you feel the same way about her? You just met her. Like, this is so You just met weird. her. Y'all both just met each other like yesterday or some shit? Like, barely 24 hours. Do you Y'all know niggas. what her birthday is? Y'all niggas is weird. <laughs> Talk about I'm in love with you. I love you. Like, what? Yeah, what? I love what you. Like, fuck? bitch. Did you even do a background it? check on this nigga first? Like, there's right. a lot of shit you need to know about somebody before you say that. Yeah. so um he says I, I can't be with you if you belong to somebody else but first of all nobody belongs to anybody exactly but joan says coming here was a mistake and she tries to leave and he goes <laughs> he takes her hand and he puts it on his heart it's the most melodramatic scene ever i'm like yo yo wild <laughs> this ain't no young and restless <laughs> giving passions he's like he puts her hand on his chest and goes you feel that you feel that that's that's real that's real and then he puts her hand on her own heart and goes you feel that i'm like stop that he says i'm already in love with you oh and she's like i love you too i'm like based on what yeah and also isn't there isn't there supposed to be a difference between in love with somebody and loving somebody that's what i'm saying like he said he's in love with her I don't really know what the difference is. That's what the girls say. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> that's what the girls say. That's kind of like how, like... So you just meet somebody and be like, yeah, we made love last night. It's like, no, you didn't. Y'all fucked. <laughs> Y'all can't make love when you don't even really know each other. Y'all ain't made love. Y'all fucked last night. Stop it. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like there's so much, like... It's like a lingo that you just got to learn. I don't know. That's just, that's too much. But at that point, uh, Brock's phone starts to ring and it's Ellis. And they both start freaking out like Ellis is going to pop in through the door or like it's FaceTime or some shit. Like, it's fine. Like You can just lie. Like, you can lie and say a lot of shit. Like, matter, chill. Matter of fact, oh boy, you can say you left your phone somewhere because of the times. Mm-hmm. So, yep. And he going to believe it. But then he'd be like, wait, you're my, you're my agent. Like, why would you leave your phone? I forgot. Oh, yeah. That's I right. Forgot. I left my phone at the theater. I accidentally left it at the theater. Yeah. Boom. True, true, true. Okay. See, I love how you keep me straight. You keep me. <laughs> you got to know how to yeah. finesse. <laughs> 
so they both start freaking out he's like uh let's tell him tonight I'm like what the what? fuck am i watching is this real life <laughs> what the fuck yo it's like a fever dream I, it, I wouldn't have been surprised if at the end of this episode john woke up from a nap sweating and this was all a dream because this shit don't make no sense why would you tell him anything not just because ellis ain't shit but i mean you seem to like him joan so that's that on that why would you fuck what does it matter even if she don't like him that's his business he's messing up his money yeah by saying some shit like that like you think ellis is gonna still want to work with you and Mm -mm. let you be his agent (laughs) come on you fucking up your 10 percent exactly maybe even 20 shit maybe 20 if you i mean soderberg yeah you might be you might be fucking up your money <laughs> right so um first joan don't want to tell him she's like i don't want to hurt him but he's like so you're gonna stay in a relationship where you're obviously not happy mm-hmm oh mm. how you know that and he's like you only know me for like what five minutes you know why he know that because she hopped her ass up on the counter and said put it in me oh <laughs> that's how oh. you know she ain't happy she would not be there making out with him mm. and he goes and i don't have you so i'm not gonna be happy and ellis is not in the relationship he thinks he's in so he's never gonna be happy how you know listen this nigga brock shit this nigga brock smooth for real <laughs> damn brock, damn, brock listen that's a charmer oh i guess he like drake she got smooth words like drake 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh shit and then he says a line from the book maya was reading earlier the same one that maya told joan at work he says don't settle for good enough and she takes that as a sign and the phone starts to ring again and she says okay i'll do it i'll tell him i'll tell him tonight why why <laughs> would you do that i guess to get it off her conscience so she ain't, you, you know, got a conscience <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. i guess Listen. so we're back at skia what were you gonna say no i was just gonna say i like her hair in this um in this scene yeah i, like the I, was, I forgot i had that in my notes um i was gonna ask you what you thought of it i don't know if i like it it's a little too poofy too poofy maybe maybe because of the rain the rain made it extra poofy when they were it shooting could be the air it could be the the summer air yeah but i get i get the look like they that. were going for though i like i like the the vision with yeah, the they're trying to do like uh, disco, Diana Ross disco shit. Uh huh, uh huh. Shout out to Mama Dukes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, next word Skia. And Savad and Lynn, or Savad's there already, and he's waiting for Lynn to arrive. And she gets there to tell Savad, who, by the way, did you notice that Savad is sitting Indian style in the seat in the booth? Yes. Very weird. Very weird. I mean, this is a grown man. Yeah. Um, you know how like on twitter they be like as a man why are you doing this as a man <laughs> as a man why are you drinking lemonade like as a man <laughs> niggas can't drink lemonade <laughs> nigga is it gay to drink lemonade like what the fuck oh like uh as a as a man why you ticklish <laughs> <laughs> oh so i'm like as a man as a why man, you sitting in indian style at a restaurant oh my gosh that's a fact though it's definitely weird i don't know yeah so lynn comes in and tells savad you're a controlling son of a bitch oh and she says celibacy is your weapon it's a lack of love and you're a textbook case and she's done and savad says hmm all right move in with me oh and she's kind of shocked and i'm shocked too i was like bitch what what happened? what changed your mind are you shocked yeah, because he's the one making a big deal about his celibacy and how it's going to be hard. And I mean, it's not going to be hard, this but it's going to be hard. Blah, blah, blah. So, shit, I was like, okay. And she says, all right, well, I only read the first page of this book. So where are you going with this? And before we get the answer, we move on. Back with Tony and Todd. Todd is fucking clipping his toenails on her bed. That's Oof. nasty. A sheepskin um bed or not like i that's nasty <laughs> yo i've seen people put a um plastic bag over their foot to catch the nails like yeah yeah because this is a hazard yes you imagine one of them hard-ass nails getting in the uh the rug and then she step on it with a bare foot and y'all remember that episode of martin 
Where this, that oh. nigga was um clipping his toenails and then it hit Gina in the head. <laughs> that sounds familiar. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen Martin. So. Nasty. <sighs> oh my god. Man, that's a hazard. It really is. Um and Tony sees it and says, I know you are not clipping your claws on my duvet cover. And he says, Oh, don't worry, I'll clean it up. And he wipes them shits on the floor. Oh god. What the fuck? See, this is another thing you would have noticed if you just lived with him for the weekend. Mm-hmm. If y'all just whether you were at his together, house or your house. You know. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So she says, I thought we need separate bathrooms, but clearly we need separate wings. Cause damn. Mm-hmm. So she pulls out. She pulls out all these papers with all these homes on it. There's homes in Brentwood, Bel Air, Holby Combs, Holby Hills, whatever the fuck. These are some LA places. I don't know. But he looks at her. He's like, "We can't buy a house." She's like, "Why? Because you already bought me one." And he's like, "Tony, I'm just saying. I'm not sure we could afford one of these." <laughs> Why? It's only a million down. <laughs> Between the equity I have here, what we roll over from your place, we'll just need another 600 grand, give or take. There's a reason he can't buy a house. Why can't he buy a house, Etsy? Because he out here fronting. He acting like he got bread and he don't. And he's not as rich as he made it, made it seem. The wedding was $200,000. He's renting out the house that he's in right now, which is why he ain't want them to move in. And he has a lot of student loans, and then he says some other shit. But as soon as, bitch, that's he a has divorce. a high premium on his uh, on his malpractice insurance because he's an LA doctor who does plastic surgery. Um, Seven hundred. Well, I don't know how much the student loans was, but he got student loan debt. He used a credit card to pay for the wedding. Bitch, two hundred thousand dollars line of credit on one card. Well, he said credit cards, so like plural, but still, bruh. Mm. <laughs> Lord Jesus. So mm. they can't buy no damn house. It's funny how she's talking about the house. It's like, oh, don't worry. It's only a million down. Mm. <laughs> and she's like, we could sell your house. No, you don't own this house. Um, can you imagine what that happened to you and you're just locked into this marriage? You're not locked into nothing. You well, you're not locked divorce. in, but you, you got this debt. You inherit this debt along with his ass. I ain't inheriting shit because guess what? down to the office and get that divorce and I'm not even playing that's not no shit you put on somebody right after y'all get married that's some shit you were supposed to reveal before she signed that paper that's crazy almost what $750,000 in debt American that might as well be a mill US it may as well be a mill it may as well be a mill damn this nigga got me fucked up nope play yourself bitch because we're gonna get you know divorce. she kind of I mean listen she was bragging about marrying a doctor and shit to everybody that will listen so this kind of what she get and, but my thing is tony you didn't do like a um a background check on this nigga or like would that have showed up in the background check the that i don't know because i think background check like is he a murderer Criminal. is he a yeah sex offender like you know, has he been to jail before? Outstanding warrants, outstanding tickets, like that type of shit. Let me see. Does that I mean, you you would have to do like an independent credit check to find out that shit. Does that show up in <laughs> background checks? Let us know, because I know the I think, girl. I think it's two there. different kinds. No one ever thinks. Well, let me check on his finances. Yes, because we want to make sure that we're. Safe. We want to make sure we ain't finna get murdered tomorrow. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> we, never, we never think about the other thing. Okay, so when you do a background check, when the employers see it, they will sometimes see the um, student loans, foreclosures, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know if that happens when you do it yourself. Interesting. Well, I mean, if you get a PI, maybe. A private investigator, a a- yeah. I think a PI can do anything. And I'm very, very surprised that tony didn't she has the money to do it and you so invested in him being a high earning man that's one of the first things i would have done once um the wedding was confirmed yeah your best friend is a lawyer i'm sure she i'm sure joan knows people that too i'm sure she knows Mm. but uh 
he says, Tony, don't worry. We just have a cash flow problem right now. Mm. And she says, what do you mean? We white man. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, hey, no need to go there. It's funny when white people get offended by being called white. Yeah, like, that's what y'all are. Y'all literally invented you the You are white. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry that I mentioned your actual color. Should I call you a black man instead? Uh, a tan, <laughs> a, 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 a peach, peach, beige. <laughs> oh, no, chill. But he's like, don't go there. And she's like, oh. Of course not. We can't go there. We can't afford to go there. <laughs> which means we're just stuck here. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh-uh. She just can't even deal with with a broke dude, even though Greg was broke and she dealt with him. She wanted him so bad. Yeah, but she didn't marry Greg. Now, that, this nigga's debt is your debt by law. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Next, we uh, we get out of that situation. We see Joan coming home from Brock's house. Still looking. She still got that glow. She still got it. Mm. and Ellis is already there he's pacing in the house which is just creepy because he's already in the house you know he got a key he's a boyfriend whatever and he goes oh Joan you're back I just want to let you know my life changed tonight and he goes Soderbergh wants to put me in a movie oh damn good for you all right dreams do come true all right and he has to go to New Zealand and be on location for three weeks and he has to fly out tomorrow night and he's jazzed about it. He don't give a fuck about Joan right now. And Joan's face kind of falls like, wait, wait, what? You you, do, you doing what? It's kind of strange, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Joan's like, Ellis, we need to, we need to talk. And he thinks she's going to talk about the fact that he's going to be gone for three weeks and it's going to be a big deal. And that's not what she wants to talk about. But mm-hmm. he assumes that. Mm-hmm. So he cuts her off and he's like, no, no, listen. Come on, Joan, don't go there. Things are good. We're in a good place. Remember? Yeah, but... No buts, Joan. You said it yourself. Things could never be better. I love you. Oh, Joan. Mm. She got two niggas. I'd say one and a half, because Ellis Ellis about to go to New Zealand, and he ain't even really... Ellis sucks. I mean, he only going for three weeks. I mean, three weeks, you can build a whole relationship with somebody else. You think so? In three Not short a whole weeks? relationship. Yeah, not in three weeks. It's, like definite, a whole it's definitely like, enough room for some cheating, but like a whole solid? I don't know. Well, I mean, she already loved um, the other dude, and she found out that night. So True. three weeks is like going to be, they're going to have a whole family with babies and stuff <laughs> in three weeks. <laughs> That's true. So Joan is shocked. She is shocked by this news, and she, first off, he paid a dumb time to drop the L bomb when he bought a leave for three weeks. But Joan says I love you too. So she don't told two dudes in the same night that she loved them. Mm. But I don't think it's true. I don't think she loved him. She just saying it because she don't know what else to say. Mm-hmm. You're just saying it because he said it. Yeah, that's just what you say. Mm-hmm. That's when Tony comes in the door and she she has her luggage. She has all her stuff to move in and she's like, listen, I'm divorcing that leprechaun. She calls him a leprechaun, whatever. Damn. Y'all just got married. Y'all still in the honeymoon phase. Hell no. Not not with almost a million dollars in debt. I mean, yeah, at this point, yeah, it's... Damn, that sucks. It is what it is. But she didn't ask him beforehand about his finances. They're both wrong. I think that, yes, she didn't ask him, right? But that's something that you should have the common decency to tell someone who's marrying you. That's a lot of debt. That's a lot. Especially considering that when you get married, your debt is my debt. Yeah, especially since you know when you're like, I'm going to bring you onto this sinking ship right now. Yeah. <laughs> Without telling you. And m- maybe if I knew that you were in... Well, first of all, Tony ain't married any if she knew this. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing yeah she would have been gone i think he know that too and that's like, why he you know, if i tell her this shit she gonna go it's a wrap so i don't want to tell it so let me just keep it on the low but let's say hypothetically if she was going to stay maybe she wouldn't have spent so much on the motherfucking wedding knowing that you got seven hundred fifty thousand dollars of debt yeah oh, what an unfortunate situation you think you're starting your life you start a new life with someone and then it just ends mm. You find out their true colors. Mm. True one in direct sunlight. Mm-hmm. And it ain't money green. <laughs> uh, so the final, final scene is William leaving work and he's waving goodbye to cardboard cutout Maya. 
because he doesn't realize she's a cardboard cutout. Mm. It's really weird. I thought that was he, that was he, a weak line to me. Like, yeah, they could have left that out. Yeah, because that just seems like William's stupid as hell. We know that he's not that dumb. Yeah, but he waves her and says, "See you tomorrow at 10. and that's the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, next up, of course, as you guys know, is the oh hell yes moment of the episode. So Etsy, go ahead and give me that oh hell yes moment. My oh hell yes is when Tony found out that Todd is broke and she goes, uh-uh, white man. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, don't go there. That's don't what I'm talking there. about. Like, um, excuse what? me. <laughs> like what? she should have been like, oh my bad, broke man. Is that better? Mm-hmm. I would have liked that. Broke white man. Mm-hmm. Or just broke man. You don't want me to call you white because you you are white, but you don't want me to call you that. All right, I'll call you uh, broke. Or how about I call you short? Or how about I call you messy because you did clip your toenails and then fucking wipe them on the floor? Or how about a fucking lying ass liar? Yeah, <laughs> a liar. Which I don't care. Someone's gonna say, "Oh well, how did he lie? He just didn't tell her." That is a form of lying. Yeah, he omitted the truth. Ugh. Well, my oh hell yes moment was when Maya was spitting facts about not settling for good enough. Yes. Don't be settling for good enough. Mm-hmm. You don't need these niggas. Seriously. If they ain't stepping up, if they ain't doing your thing, you could either be single or you could just move on. Like, don't be acting like you stuck having to please this dude. I don't want to tell him because I don't want to hurt his feelings. Mm-hmm. Hurt his feelings. Seriously. Hurt him. Since when did men collectively ever have women feelings in mind for every for anything ever? Oh yeah, they don't give a fuck about your feelings. Don't care about their feelings. When Ellis was making out with his with his baby mama, do you, do you think he was thinking about your feelings? Nope. No. Nope. Don't think about his feelings. Nope. Move on. Mm mm. When he left you out of that um out of that magazine, what what was that storyline? Was- yeah yeah he um well apparently he didn't know like he ain't know till he opened up the magazine and saw she wasn't in it i don't know if i believe that but he also did he did something worse at the at the premiere when uh his publicist said to leave joan to to come in other interest she come in the back door oh yes because you gotta look single door like the um you can't come in with us you you he gotta look single so mm like shit like that like girl hurt his feelings not, go ahead and hurt him not the 1940s segregation treatment show <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no tweets today guys uh, but go on to Apple Podcasts give us five stars and a review and we'll read it right here on the episode and give you a shout out uh, thank you so much uh, if we didn't say it earlier Sir Loco 11 we loved your comment and appreciate <laughs> the support um next episode is called if it's broke fix it mm. <laughs> and you know who's broke mm. Todd. Mm. so are we gonna fix it we don't know we don't know what's about to happen but that's uh that's next week's episode and um other than that i am nettie smith and i am at zero and we will be here same time next week have a good one Bye.